The scripture lesson for this Lord's Day is found in the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term and that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places become a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before them. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Ken. And let us pray. Oh, holy God, continue now to speak your word to us, your word of love and truth and grace amidst all the voices calling to us and shouting at us in this world and even this very day. We pray, oh Lord, for the clarity and the the peace to hear your word, the message that you would have us hear. And we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Comfort, oh comfort my people. They are the opening words of the 40th chapter of Isaiah, words that are often read or sung in Christian churches as the day of Christmas draws near. Can we hear them with fresh ears? Can we hear them with a fresh curiosity about what this passage is saying to us? Are they words that the prophet Isaiah is speaking to God? 
in the midst of their dislocation and distress and loss, is he saying to God, O oh, great Savior and sovereign Lord, comfort my people? Are they words that God is speaking to Isaiah? I have chosen you, I've called you by name to bear witness to my love for my people. They are going through a hard season. They doubt my presence and my faithfulness. Comfort my people. Or might they be words that God speaks to all of us in whatever time and setting we hear them? Might it be God saying to us, the world overflows with suffering. People have lost hope. My beloved children are bewildered and afraid. Comfort my people. The traditional understanding of this opening verse is that God is speaking a word of comfort and assurance to the Jews enduring the Babylonian captivity and to us in whatever wilderness or dislocation that we face, and God is. I will be with you in your loss, your distress, your grieving. I have been with you in the wilderness, and I'll be with you in the land flowing with milk and honey that awaits. I will care for you as the shepherd protects their flock. Receive my love and care and comfort. Yet might these words from God also be a call to action, a wake-up call, a charge to you and to me. Comfort my people. Allow me to use you. Allow my spirit to fill you. Be my instrument of peace and healing amidst the pain and darkness and hatred of the world be bearers of light and love and mercy. Comfort, oh comfort, my people. It's the perspective that I invite us to consider. What does it mean to bring others comfort? Most of us go to great lengths to avoid discomfort. It's what we want, right? To avoid discomfort. Uncomfortable shoes and temperatures and social situations. The discomfort of being in a setting where we feel unwelcome or ill-suited. Hunger can cause discomfort. Physical hunger, emotional hunger, relational hunger. Feeling disoriented or alone causes discomfort. If you are in the hospital and you have had an injury or surgery and are slowly recovering, the doctor may come to visit and what is one of the first questions she will ask? On a scale of one to 10, how great is your pain? How great is your discomfort? With those faces reflecting the various emotions along the spectrum. During times of war, one of the great offenses a citizen can commit in the eyes of his or her government is giving what to the enemy? Giving aid and comfort. The good news of Christmas 
and it's just two weeks away, is that God calls us this day. God reminds us to bring comfort to God's people. God calls us to bring comfort to those in exile, to those who are experiencing forced migration, to those whose identity is being questioned or taken away from them. God calls us to give comfort to those who are hurting or lost or without hope. We have a beautiful nine-year-old golden retriever at home. He's getting old. He's getting a little grayer. He moves a little slower. He's gained a few extra pounds. These are all things he shares in common with me, my family reminds me. <laughs> and he just loves getting comfortable. We have a couch in our family room. It has a blanket on it. It's the one piece of furniture in the entire house that he's allowed on. It takes some effort for him to get up there. And when he finally makes it, he'll circle around a few times, rearranging that blanket. And he'll curl up. Sometimes he'll put his head on one of the pillows. And he is just so comfortable. He's so happy and content. And he'll stay there for hours. And just looking at him in that state brings me comfort. It brings me contentment. Now, in buying a new car, one of the things we sometimes look for are creature comforts. After a stressful day at school or work or dealing with some other difficult situation, we get excited about comfort food. We seek it. We want it. We prioritize it. Yet God reminds us today of a central element of God's call upon our lives, and the focus is outward. God says, comfort my people. Bring comfort to them. Alleviate their distress. Lighten their load. If it is within your power, remove their burden. God calls us, friends, to comfort God's people. That's the first point. And the second is related to it. God comes God's self to bring us comfort. In the one born in Bethlehem and the Christ who yearns to be born anew into our hurting and broken world, God brings comfort. Here's how Isaiah describes it. Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. It's the image of being cared for by a shepherd, a shepherd that is tender and present, who feeds us, who gathers us in his arms and carries us and leads us. A friend of mine tragically lost her husband a few months ago. They were both in their 50s. It was a sudden and completely unexpected health crisis that he faced, and he died. They have three beautiful children in their teens and early 20s, and they are doing the best they can to put one foot in front of the other and move forward. 
following the Thanksgiving holiday a few weeks ago, which was not easy for them, she posted this on social media. She wrote, a friendly little tip. So many people lately have asked me things like, are you doing okay? Or are you hanging in there? Or you're managing, right? Here's the deal, folks. Questions like that are akin to leading the witness. Don't ask me or anyone a question that requires me to contradict your hoped for answer. That's an awful burden to put on me or anyone who is really not okay or hanging in there or managing. How are you is just fine. Better yet is if you want to, tell me how you're doing. Her words are a reminder that bringing authentic comfort to another sometimes causes us discomfort. That sometimes simply being present to another and their pain or loss, not trying to solve it all or convince the other why all is fine or rush the healing process is exactly what God calls us to do. I think about the reopening of God's co-op pantry here on our campus at 12 East Allen Street and the countless families in our extended community who have food insecurity. They do not know with certainty, with comfort, where their next meal will come from. I don't think I've ever been in that situation. The clients will include recent immigrants, senior citizens who live at Ridge Oak, veterans from the Lions VA Hospital and others. We offer them an expression of God's love, food to put on their table, food to feed their children or themselves. To put it as simply as possible, we offer them comfort. I think of how over a month ago, about 15 members of our church attended a Friday night Shabbat service at Congregation B'nai Israel here in town. Amidst the growing anti-Semitism on college campuses and even in communities like ours, we wanted to offer friendship and support. It was humbling to arrive, and I hadn't been there in a few years, and I wasn't sure if we were at the right door, and I, I pulled on it, and it was locked. I saw someone inside. I waved to them. He came over and welcomed us, and a few of us, and we entered in. I, I said, just so you know that the door is locked, you might want to unlock it so folks can get in. And he said, oh, I, I know it's locked. I, I locked it on purpose. It's locked for our safety. And I noticed the armed security officer who was there and the two or three Bernard's Township police officers who stopped by on that November evening just a few weeks following October 7th. And it was a beautiful service that night of song and prayer and an inspiring message. And how grateful the rabbi and his wife and all the others we spoke to, how grateful they were that we showed up and how grateful we were that we were there. And I thought about that service when I read news reports this week of the presidents of 
three prestigious universities testifying before Congress on the hateful manner in which Jewish students on their campuses were being treated, the bullying and intimidation and threats. And those university presents had a hard time succinctly and clearly saying that such words of hatred and threats were beyond the realm of free speech and that those students would face consequences. What does it mean to bring comfort to our neighbor, to the stranger, to the outcast, to the one navigating crisis or trauma or some other trouble? What does it mean to bring comfort to God's people in the way that God calls us to? And might bringing comfort to others, comfort that goes deep, comfort that opens up the risk of being uncomfortable, might it help prepare a place in our world and in our lives for the coming anew of Christ this Christmas? Oftentimes, we want to bring a word of challenge to others. It is satisfying to do that, to point the finger at them. You got yourself into this mess. You can get yourself out of it. Yet Isaiah admonishes us to speak tenderly. Tenderly. For the valleys will be lifted up. The mountains will be made low. The uneven ground will be made level. It's a metaphor. God is saying, you on the mountaintop could just as easily be in the valley. Peace and prosperity can be taken away. They can crumble in an instant. And you in the valley cling fast to my promise that this is not the last word about who you are or where your life is heading. In the Gospels, Jesus proclaims, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. When you are grieving, when you are broken, when you have been humbled or have lost something precious to you, it's a moment that allows for the comfort of God or the comfort of some human being to enter in and to be received. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says your God. During this time in our world that is so filled with war and darkness and doubt, it is a word of good news, a reminder of God's hope, God's love, and of the hands-on ministry that we are called to even when it calls us outside of our comfort zone, even when it makes us uncomfortable. Comfort, oh, comfort my people, says your God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.